Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio.
This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. It is September the 18th, 2012. It is currently 4.04 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. We have a great show um, planned for you today, but first let me do just a little bit of laundry cleaning. Um, make sure that you go on over to CoventryCreations.com, our sponsor, um, which is also where you can reach the most glamorous Jackie Smith, who today has victory curls on her hand. It's like really horrifying, but um, she has victory curls on mm-hmm. her hand. I'm visualizing them clairvoyantly in my head now. Um, and uh, to reach me off the air, of course, you can go to www.stormsestavani.com um, or psychicfriendsnow.com if you can't spell my last name. But it's spelled with a C and exactly the way that it sounds. Um, stormsestavani.com. Uh, find us on our website. Uh, Jackie and I have a website together, which is named after the show, called Keep It Magic. It is getting a little bit of renovation that's going to be done soon, so that's going to be really exciting. And also, you can find us on Facebook at Keeping It Magic, and you can also find us on Twitter at, at Keep It Magic. Um, Jackie, um, Lashana Tova to you. <laughs> How do you say it again? Lashana Tova. Lashana Tova. Yeah, right back at you. Ditto. <laughs> which means Happy New Year um, in uh, Hebrew. Uh, it is the second day of Rosh Hashanah, um, which Jackie and I have been talking about for a while in regards to um, Teshuvah and getting ready for the new year, which Jackie and I have been um, working on enormously. And I will tell you, Jackie, that I was kind of um, uh, you know, going into the season talking about really, really hard issues is a juggle because, you know, people can just turn off the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Not turn up the radio. Thank you, Madonna. Um, uh, But they can just turn off the radio. But I'm rather pleased that our last show had over 6,000 listens. I was just going to go look. Wow. Over 6,000 listens. So I'm pretty pleased with that, that that means that you guys kind of like this new format that Jackie and I have of, you know, really talking about in-depth spiritual issues and how it relates to your life, and um, we're glad that you all are listening, so keep on listening. <laughs> uh, I am grateful for each and every one of you. We're not worthy, really. <laughs> Go do something better with your life. Just listening to us. <laughs> Um, no, I, I hope I, it is my wish, it is my humility to just be um, a simple um, reflection of the light. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and you know, the interesting thing is that when we when we started Keep It Magic, Jackie, we weren't, you know, we just wanted to do homegrown, um, organic. Um, type of talk, and of course we've upped the game in regards to season two, and we'll up the game in regards to season three, and season four, and season 40. Of course, Jackie and I will be at the nursing home then, so, um, you know, we'll we'll be in the same room, but 
<laughs> at the nursing home <laughs> with Tony, <laughs> which is going to be horrifying. But that um, Storm will be in a one-way mirrored room, so he can see us, and we can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but basically, the good thing um, in regards to it is, I'm rather pleased that you know people like this particular new. Um, uh, organic grown type of radio show. Well, um, this has been um, such a blessing to do this show and such a gift, and and um, I wish to be worthy of of what what this gift is that that is brought into my life. I'm Patty and I are writing the um, the DIY Akashic Wisdom book right now, mm-hmm. which is due in I don't know a week and a half, just something like that. And um, we're on it. We got this going. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about finishing, but that's okay. Um, but um, in working on on this book and then having the show start in, in September, these two have coincided with going deeper mm-hmm. and and peeling back the layers of my own self. And and here's my thought: is that if I can peel back the layers of of my own self and show you that I am so flawed, I'm mm-hmm. flawed, but in my flaws, I'm I'm divine. You know, you're, and so in your flaws, you're divine. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't have our flaws, then then we wouldn't be here. And um, I know it was a strange reality last year when when Coventry Magic came out, and so I was teaching off of that book, and people were looking at me like, "Well, you've got it all together," and I would just kind of look at them cross-eyed and going, "Oh yeah, so I so don't. <laughs> I don't have it all together." And um, and I, I just, the fact that we get to go deeper in this show, we get to, um, I get to peel back the layers of myself as I'm comfortable. You get to do the same thing, and and address the everyday life and how it's mm-hmm. how it's affecting us, um, and how all these things that are plastered all around the media. And I love that we look at a modern, a um, modern media, what's going on in the news, what's going on in the pop culture, to see how it's affecting our spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I know we're going to talk about movement and we're going to talk about spirit movement, but we every show, no matter what we plan, we're going to kind of hijack it a little bit to um, to reflect what's going on today. And you and I have been talking a lot about Mittens, what my husband calls Mittens Romney, um, and his statements and his that crazy statement about 48% of the people on their government dole and all that other stuff. And we were debating on whether we we're going to talk about it today, so I guess this means we are since I am talking about it. But what I want to talk about is the um the mental war mm-hmm. that this is creating in our country. One of the things that I find that I have found interesting with this is, you know, of course last night I was um busy um doing all of my Kabbalah stuff for Rosh Hashanah, which Jackie has the uh the brochure and everything else and she knows it's relatively packed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yesterday she's texting me, "Do you have? Are you free?" <laughs> which was uh, which was so so cute. Um, last night they gave the Ari Consciousness Award um, for 2012, um, which is which is given to somebody that is um, uh, an individual that's putting forth a lot of effort towards. Um, uh, pushing forward some form of spiritual consciousness. And they gave it to, his name is um, Iman 
Elahi, who is a um, Muslim um, in Michigan, actually. Um, I think he's in Detroit, but I'll, I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, anything, anyways, he was doing a talk last night, Jackie, and this is how synchronicity just kind of hits, is that he was talking uh, about um, that politicians, um, whether it be uh, the Israeli politicians or whether it be um, – uh, you know, the Muslim politicians or the, or the Western politicians um, are not bringing forth or doing an effort, really, to bring forth peace, that there's always a need to find some form of enemy outside. And he quotes from um, Yehuda Berg's book, uh, Power of Kabbalah, um, uh, which he said that he was able to fully read on the plane from Michigan to California. Um, and within it, you know, uh, Yehuda talks about the Satan, the, the opponent, and that the enemy is something that is on the inside, not something that is on the outside. And he had, uh, you know, he talked about all of us looking for something out there that is the enemy, you know, that the United States' enemy is terrorists, that um, uh, Israel's enemy is Iran, that uh, uh, Iran's enemy is the United States, um, that Republican enemies are Democrats, and he talked about how futile this particular type of feeling or this particular type of, uh, of discussion um, is going. So then this morning I wake up, and um, I do my, my spiritual work, and I did my morning connection and stuff like that, Jackie, and I just, you know, when I, uh, I was uh, actually going to, uh, to send you a message on Facebook, um, you know, that just basically said, are you ready, you know, uh, things of that particular nature. And then I seen, as soon as I opened it up, this huge big thing on Yahoo that basically, you know, stated that Mitt Romney, um, who during a private fundraiser earlier this year um, in Boca Raton, um, basically he dismissed people that voted for Barack Obama as freeloaders who pay no taxes, who don't assume responsibility for their lives, and who think government should take care of them. And he was fielding a question to a donor about how he could triumph in November. Now, let me read to you, Jackie, what, what Romney said here. He said... Oh, I think you're getting a different part than I am. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. He is stating, and I'm going to quote here, there are 47% of the people who will vote for the president no matter what. All right, there are 47% who are with him, who are dependent upon government, who believe that they are victims, who believe the government has a responsibility to care for them, who believe that they're entitled to health care, to food, to housing, to you name it. That's an entitlement. Mm -hmm. And the government should give it to them, and they will vote for this president no matter what. These are the people who pay no income tax. And Romney went on basically to state is that his job is not to worry about those people. He said, I'll never convince them that they should take personal responsibility and care for their lives. I, Jackie, I read this and I was just, I, I was apoplectic. I, I like sent you this thing and said, Jackie, do we want to talk about this? I had to call you. Mm -hmm. I'm still shaken up by this because it is just, in Kabbalah they have a term called Gogamagog, which is the Armageddon War, which really means battlefields of the mind. And I still don't know what to think about this. Well, okay. Um, when you started talking about the you know the enemies on the inside that we need to find an enemy mm -hmm. and um, Imani Elat 
Ilahi. Ilahi, sorry. I was writing it down. I wrote it down wrong. couldn't read my writing. Um, he talked about what you mentioned earlier today, that he talked about the need to have an enemy, to find the enemy so you can feel okay about who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really true that we do. We, we resort to that when we can't find our own light. Um, it, it is so. I, I watched myself do it when I um, I was fussing and fussing and fussing about this group of people that um, that 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 I, were really bothering me. It was really really bothering me, and I'm fussing and fussing and fussing, and um, and it's in my personal life. And finally, I stopped and I said, "Why am I fussing about these people? What is it? What is it about this?" And and I couldn't find my own light with this because I was in judgment of them, and I was, um, um, I and I, you know what else I wasn't? I wasn't included in their group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was on the fringe. I wasn't inside. I didn't want to be inside. I had been invited, um, but but you know you can you can easily come to that place where you have to find an enemy for you to feel okay about where you are. Yeah. And if you have to find an enemy to feel okay with where you are, that's a pretty, pretty good sign that you're not okay where you are. I I, I agree with you enormously. Uh, I mean, just enormously. And also, I think that also the other shocking thing is that we live in, um, in many ways, still a very puritanical type of culture. And, you know, Mitt Romney supposedly has all these family values, values, and he wants to roll back a lot of gay rights, and he wants to roll back a lot of women's rights, and all of this other stuff. And I'll get to the China thing in here just a second, because that was really disturbing. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, he has all of these values that he wants to change, and he wants to roll back down at the, uh, uh, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Um, and the week before, this guy had this fundraiser for Mitt Romney, okay? And, Jackie, I have no problem with 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 people in the sex industry. I have even written some erotica myself. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I do have an issue here in regards to somebody stating, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm holier than thou, and I wear magic underwear, and, you know, blessed be my family, and all this other stuff. And then, Jackie, to find out that the person that that did this fundraiser for Mitt Romney the week before had a huge gigantic orgy party at his residence. And and isn't it um was it you or was it somebody else who said they looked up and how said the person who hosted this is a giant proponent of repealing don't ask, don't tell and yes. and the marriage uh the protection of marriage the sanctity of marriage rights act yes. blah blah blah. I'm like, wait, 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 what? You're gonna you're gonna play that card? And then you're gonna have um you're gonna have have a big party, you know, an orgy at your house. Again, I don't have a judgment about that. you're grown, you're an adult, you get to do what you're gonna do. But my problem with that is is that when you go in that direction and and you break your own rules and then you want us to follow them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is pretty disturbing. There is another clip of this that is going to be released today. It was previewed last night on um, Rachel Maddow's MSNBC talk show. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, basically what uh, David Korn, who broke the story in Mother Jones Magazine, stated is that there is a part, there is a video excerpt that is about um, Mitt Romney talking about uh, Bain Capital, who he was involved with uh, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and how he had went to China to meet with this manufacturing company in China, and that he was describing the conditions there um, with these girls, you know, that they were making a pittance. Um, uh, it's come out 37 cents an hour. That that's what they make. That they stay there, Jackie. They live there at the manufacturing plant in three uh, stacked bunk beds, you know, um, in mm-hmm. you know these very difficult conditions. And that around the particular manufacturing plant, that there is um, barbed wire and guards um, to protect, not from people leaving and getting out. Now, that's what I would think, Jackie. They need those guards there to keep all those people from crawling on out to a better life. Now, he said that they are there to keep the people that are all outside who are so desperate for a job to get in out and that us Americans should be grateful for those types of jobs. That comes from a person who has ever had to have that. You know, um, uh, when we were having this conversation earlier, I talked about in the 90s, um, I had a I had a different crisis. We were doing really good business-wise, but I had this crisis where I couldn't afford employees because there was, what, 4% unemployment or some really low number like this, um, very low number that um, basically the only people who were looking for a job were people who were jumping or were unemployable. And um, it was probably about... 20% higher. You you had to pay somebody about 20% more than you do now. Mm-hmm. And um and that was a different challenge that employers were having. Now people are willing to come in at minimum wage. I'm not even kidding you. They're willing to come in at minimum wage. Now I pay above minimum wage cuz that's um unless you're on on high school minimum wage doesn't get you doesn't doesn't get you ramen noodles on your kitchen table. Yeah. It doesn't get you a kitchen table. So um that's the choice that I that I make, but but so that that goes back to the reason why um, there is this whole class structure and this continuing divide in the class structure, and this comes from my my conspiracy theorist self on this one. But it's it's such a cultural. I mean, it's it's written in his, historic books. It's written. I mean, it, it, it's happened in history over and over again. Is you have to have a cheap working class. Mm-hmm. That's what. Um, Proletariat class, yeah. Pardon me. The proletariat class. Exactly. And and the more you, the greater the divide you can create, the cheaper it is. Yeah, and you know one of the, one of the interesting things, and you you'd mentioned it to me on the phone. Fiscally, I'm very. I would probably say I'm moderate. Um, I'm a moderate fiscally, and you know, in many ways, I do feel that um, uh, there are people that do uh, get away with things. And, uh, you know, it drives me to nuts to no extent, Jackie, when I find out that somebody that did not pay any form of income tax at all, I mean, the same amount Romney paid, zero, um, uh, you know, is getting money from the government, $8,000, that they're buying Beer. Uh, it, it wouldn't bother me if they were buying stuff for the kids, or you know, bettering their home, or bettering their environment. But to, but to buy 
pool tables and beer kegs and all this other stuff just completely baffles me. Okay, but hang on a second. Let's look at some numbers here. Welfare is 8%. Mm -hmm. Only 8% of our nation is on on welfare, Mm -hmm. right? Then let's look at um, how much of that 8% and and some of the report um the the and actually I just pulled it up right now. One of the reports I'm looking at is less than two percent of that eight percent is welfare fraud. Mm-hmm. So if you look at how many people that this 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 affects this this helps thirty million people who are underemployed. Minimum wage does not mean that you can you can afford to have a roof over your head. Two family minimum wage, you cannot afford to have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, at ten dollars an hour, it's hard to afford a roof over your head. You're mm-hmm. living inner city. You're living in the ghetto if you're making ten dollars an hour. Now, um, if only two percent of that number is actually fraud, we're actually pretty doing pretty damn good. Yeah, I agree with you with that. So that's like the whole all those voting laws saying, well, you could potentially, potentially, um, potentially. (laughs) There's never actually been an incident of voting fraud, but there potentially could be. So let's change everything and not allow veterans to vote, um, senior citizens to vote, and then and then you know lower income people to vote. That's who it affects. And and so his whole thing about this 47 percent of people who are are taking government money. He's talking Social Security. Those people have been responsible their whole life, which is why they have Social Security. He's yeah. talking veterans' benefits. He's talking unemployment. To get unemployment, that means you've had to have a job. Yeah. So um, so I guess the thing is is that he's really, he's creating that enemy. And and so there is that, that fear-mongering that goes on at that level it's that um, I think it's the Satan that gets in front of them. As you as you talk about that energy, it's that saboteur. It's that fear of then not having what I just made. Mm-hmm. And and I I've met a lot of really amazing millionaires um, this past year. Really fascinating people who no now they're not billionaires like like Mitt Romney is, but these are people who. Um, have start have said, you know what? Let's start a business and pulled ten grand out of their pocket to to put the down payment on starting a business. These are amazing people, mm-hmm. and um, and it's all in the way you think. And when I talk to these people, you know, a, a wholesale diamond broker <laughs> who who has like ten million dollars credit. Um, when I talk to him, he's giving back. He's involved in his community. He's excited about life, um, and he's not afraid. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid. He goes, "Yeah, I could go away tomorrow, but I got the knowledge to make it again. I got the I got the knowledge. I got the contacts. No worries." So it's it's all in who you decide to be. Yeah, it's all in who you decide to be, and I think that. Um, that what happens is this is the, that enemy from from inside, and I'm so fascinated. And I really want to talk more about this because I think it goes right into what we're going to talk about with movement on the other side of the break. But the Armageddon of the mind. Yeah, let me make one more point before we go to a break. 
um, this is equally as disturbing to me, um, is that during this particular dinner, um, Romney stated that had he been born to Mexican parents, he'd have a better shot of winning this. Wow. I know, really well. Um, Do not touch that dial. We will be back in a flash. Um, You're listening to Keep It Magic. Here's a little Toby Mac. i 
Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and of course, I am here with the lovely and talented Miss Jackie Smith. Cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com and check out all the wonderful articles um, that are going on there. We're about ready to submit our articles for October, so you definitely want to uh, uh, pay very close attention to what is going on at keepitmagic.com. Also, cruise on over to coventrycreations.com, where um, who is the sponsor of our show. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, whether it be money, romance, you need to find a job. You need to clear out some negative energy. We definitely have a candle for that, so make sure that you check that out. Um, Jackie, last week you were talking about going to um, – last Tuesday night you were talking about that tonight. Uh, you, uh, last week on the show you said tonight I'm going you were to going the- to a diet club. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to I me about to it. I went to the Beaumont Hospital Weight Control Center. This is not a very formal and non-threatening place. Yeah. <laughs> Weight control. And they do bariatric surgery and stuff there, and they I learned the word bariatric just means weight control. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So I was like, oh, that's a little less threatening. I'm not interested in bariatric surgery personally. Is that gastro bypass? Yeah, ga- there's three different kinds, which okay. I won't get into. Um, I learned a li- just a brief synopsis about that and, and what their plan is. And this is... Um, Doctor-driven, mm-hmm. meaning that between doctors, physicians, assistants, and, and nurse practitioners, and then psychiatrists or psychologists, pardon me, are are managing the program and helping you manage your program. Um, now, sounds good. There's a part of me that's like, um, I heard my mother in my head, never buy into a group or a program or you know, mm-hmm. that it's a scam. It's a scam. And then as I'm sitting there going, well, you know what? They wouldn't have a whole flipping center if it didn't work for people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the, the diet industry is one of the biggest ones. But anyway, I won't get into that. Um, so I went ahead and made my appointments um, for a, an exam, and, and it's not going to be cheap going into it. And I said, well, let me just make my appointments. I can always cancel them. Mm-hmm. So that's me tricking myself into to moving forward with some things. And then... And then the fear started, like, the next day of, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to do it like that. I don't want to do it like this. I, I don't want to. They, they they talk a lot about meal replacement drinks and mm-hmm. bars, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to use real food and blah, 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 and, and just continuing to have little meltdowns. And then um, my friend Heatherly said, how about this? How about you admit that they might know more about you about this whole program than you? Because if you were actually able to do it on your own and handle it, you wouldn't weigh what you weigh. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, you know, my friends have said you're gorgeous, you're fine, you know, and and um, and I've, you know, there, there's that there's that whole support. Don't lose weight. No, I I do firmly believe that um, that when a fat person loses weight, it threatens everybody around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really, really does. People get really scared when when someone who they're used to being overweight, um, not be overweight, it changes their world. Because don't you know you're supposed to be the fat person that I measure myself against? Um, and and so that's that has been an interesting journey. Well, what it's brought up for myself is tishuva. I have said, okay, what's 
what's going on that this is causing some some meltdowns and some really bad food choices and I can't all of a sudden I'm like forget it I'm not even getting on the treadmill you know the whole thing mm-hmm. so um, I took myself through the 20 steps of, of Teshuva and about um, changing that seed that changing it on the seed level yeah and um, that was a very very interesting journey went into my Kashuk records to do this and um, I shared a lot of the the gory details with Storm, but it came down to for wh- whatever I'm, I'm not going to go into the reasons why, but it came down to at the seed level, all my issues around food and exercise were about blocking the light, capital L light, the divine. Mm-hmm. Um, so blocking the light from blessing me, from being a part of that. Now, the light has managed to get through. I'm not too much of an evil bitch. I mean, I can be, but I think I've <laughs> I've managed to channel some light through. When you turn into one, let me know so I can point you in the direction. Right. <laughs> um, I think I've managed to to do some, some good things in my life to have the light get through. But just in this particular um, uh, subject in my life, which I think um, – Weight issues and money, financial issues are super tied in together for me, and I've noticed that they're tied in together for a lot of people because it's a worthiness issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really moving moving that through and then replacing that with a new seed, which is um, I'm, I'm a reflection of, I reflect the light within others. Um, and then re- rewriting my script, and I'm kind of okay I've been really okay about this since then. It's not. I've been um, doing some natural restrictions around some of the stuff. I've been. Um, I haven't been battling myself as much. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really confused by that word restriction, so I should probably kind of define that a yes, little bit let's more. Yes, do that. Um, what restriction is? Um, is is it when you are preventing yourself? from performing a knee-jerk reaction behavior. Um, you know, for example, uh, if you're sitting, you know, if you have made a plan with yourself that you're going to get up and exercise for 30 minutes a day, I'll use movement because Jackie and I are going to be talking about that. Um, what that means is, is that when you're laying on the couch, you know, with your bag of, with your bag of popcorn, Going, oh, you know, I don't want to do it. Ugh, I feel horrible right now. Basically, according to Kamala, that that is exactly the moment that you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because basically, it's not just according to Kabbalah. That's every um, self-help book. That's mm-hmm. every um, every personal trainer. That's every psychologist. That's you know, and so many. That's the moment where um, where you need to take authority over your own life. And restriction is where, when you go into the kitchen, you say, "Oh, you know what? I would like a little, something to snack on. I'll just, you know, you know, I'll have some cookies." Well, where restriction would say, "Have two, right. rather than the whole box, have two. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's basically limiting. And the reason for the restriction is, is that when you kabbalistically, when you press back against that desire, okay, mm-hmm. It'll, and you own, and you restrict down to two, basically remember that the light wants to give it all to you, everything. 
Mm-hmm. So when you restrict against it, in essence, what happens is that the light wants to give you more. So basically, you can then transform and convert that into other areas of your life that need um, more energy. Now, when you haven't earned the light, okay, or you haven't earned the energy, for example, you've eaten two boxes of Oreos and you're now laying on the bed depressed and sugar exhaustion and, you know, you can't move. Basically, the reason being is you received too much light and it didn't go through the process the right way. Right. So, you know, you've put up, uh, you know, it's just straight light. You know, like, you know, little kids on sugar highs are the perfect example for straight light. You know, um, uh, you know, and they have so much energy going through them, but there wasn't the proper filter for that energy to go through. Now, Jackie, one of the things, the reason I really wanted to talk about this, now I'm about to get controversial here. Please, please do. Nobody really talks about health issues really in the metaphysical industry. They talk about the good things to eat and that you should eat organic and that you should have acai berries and you should... Is that how you say it? Acai, yeah. (laughs) Um, And you should have pomegranates and, you know, you should make sure that you eat green vegetables and nobody should ever, ever eat a meat. Um, Juice, damn it, juice. And juice. Juice like your life is at risk. Yes, juice, juice, juice. You know, and never should you ever have anything with Splenda in it, ever. You know, you you hear a lot of things, these things. Here is my problem with it. There's no consciousness in this at all. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's no reasons why. There's no reason, you know, that there is no education. Um, There is no, you know, why should you only put these things in? I, I think that there is education. I think there's an over-education. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, have you ever um, looked up a homeopathic remedy for yourself or an herbal remedy for yourself? Yeah. There's a lot to choose from, isn't there? Too much. And um, there's opinion, the, the opinions are, are are out there. There can be a different reason to have a different berry, a different juice, a different meat. I mean, what I get, you know, the and and I was just talking with a friend of mine. We're both terrified. We don't know what to eat. Mm-hmm. We both starve ourselves until we're Chicken so hungry. Chicken skin with a biscuit. That's what I thought. Right. We will both will both um, starve ourselves. Like we'll both deny sustenance because we don't know what decision to make until we're so hungry. It doesn't matter what we eat anymore. So there's that confusion that comes in. And I think that that there's too much information. I think that becomes something that's salacious too. Um, there's a gal on. Um, I said this last week. There's a gal on the local channel, and every day she's telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you should exercise, and what you shouldn't exercise. And it's different from the day before. But is she answer, is she answering why? Um, well, this is good for this. This is good for that. Okay. But that is that's not the why you're looking for, is it? No, no. What's the why you're looking for, man? Tell me, speak to me. Well, first of all, our ingestion of food is to convert that particular energy into light. Our purpose for exercising and movement is to convert energy into light. Um, uh, it's, funny, it's funny that you should say that. Why? Um that my process of of my tissue process on that and going through the whole thing concerning turning this into light and blocking light, the reason I would work out for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and then stop 
and like fall apart mm-hmm. is too much light. Yeah. Because when you start moving, you start moving out the darkness and you start moving in the light. Mm-hmm. And if I have a bad seed that says I am too flawed and I am worthy and I am unworthy of the mm-hmm. light and I have to do this on my own um without the divine then um that makes me stop i'm breaking my contract and i and my my entire being my spirit won't let me break that contract yeah it's very difficult and i th- and one of the things that i my problem with the health and fitness industry Jackie is that it tends to take people from one extreme to the other yes. and i really don't like that i i agree with you i i agree with you now i want to talk for a second as to um i want to go back to Ingestion of food is to convert energy into light. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for physical activity, for movement, is to clear out stagnation mm-hmm. and turn that energy into light. Yes. So um, we're, we're working with that version of why. So it explains why so many readers that I know all around the country, and I'm not saying every, just it seems to be like a 50%. Mm-hmm. Well, no, i got to go backwards. The readers that I know are either overweight or underweight. Mm-hmm. Very, very few of them are in balance. Very and why do you think that is? And I, I think that is... Since you're the Akasha queen. I think that is that is because we're moving so much light through us when we do readings. You're moving so much energy through you that... Um, that you um, can short circuit yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know we talk, we listen to people talk about obesity, um, and I and yes, that is that is my issue. And boy, when they gave you the little wheel to see if you were like morbidly obese or slightly obese or what level of obese, and I was creeping up on the number two, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, we're gonna. We're gonna. I don't want to go into change the this script. <laughs> We're gonna change the script. Yes. But on the on the flip side of that, I'm watching these high schoolers. My daughter's in the marching band, and um, and she's 15. And at 15, you're still supposed to be a little bit jiggly. You're still supposed to be. According to who? Um, I'm not saying fat. I'm saying that um, my daughter's in the perfect weight. She's like right smack dab in the perfect weight ratio. Mm-hmm. And um, at 15, you are you are just really getting into your menstrual cycle as a girl. And you need that layer of fat on you to go through the hormonal changes that you're going to go through. Mm-hmm. If you look at pictures of, let's go back to the 50s, you look at pictures of girls in, in high school and they have, they still have a little bit more rounded faces. And then you look at the pictures of them as they graduate college. Their faces are more chiseled. You need that, and 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 so many studies have talked about how you need you need that little bit of extra body to go through your hormonal changes. And your hormonal changes are not done until you're 25. Mm-hmm. Your frontal lobe doesn't fully develop until you're 25. So, um, I see these girls who are concave. They have they they just don't just have flat bellies. They're concave. Mm-hmm. They um, they they don't look anorexic with the with the you know bones sticking out and, and the joints being wider than the um, than than the the um, 
bones, you know, whatever. Not all yeah. But um, they don't look anorexic. But I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, and my nieces, some of my nieces are like this, and I'm, I was talking to my sisters, and I go, do you think they're too skinny? Because you know you need, they need that fat for the brain development. The brain actually, the chemistry of the brain actually uses the fat that's in the body as it develops, and it's learning a million things. So um, now I realized when I started asking these questions of my sisters that everyone in my family has food issues, everyone. I have siblings that are terrified to be overweight. And then I have siblings that, and myself, who are overweight. Yeah. And then I have siblings who um, picked their um, spousal partners based on them taking care of them. They all have food issues. And I'm from nine, so that's like, that. look at those odds. <laughs> now, Jackie, I think that, you know, one of the things that I think that people have to take a look at, I was looking at some statistics, and according to the latest results from the Food and Drug Administration, um, 55% of Americans now are overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with, I mean, I don't watch commercials anymore. I even got rid of, um, uh, for myself, Mm -hmm. um, devices that even had commercials on them. Um, uh, But the majority of the commercials are food commercials, Mm -hmm. um, why your penis is not working commercials, um, why your vagina isn't moist enough commercials, um, why you should have this latest new tampon that's going to fly you to the moon and back. Um, why you should weigh five pounds, and why you should uh, make sure that you hire Jamie Lee Curtis to do a yogurt commercial. Uh-huh. You know that is the, um, the you know the majority of the commercials, and you know with fashion and things of that nature, we have such a distorted perception of what people should look like. It's unreal. True, it's true. This this uber skinny. Look at the um, sizes. Um, first of all, we're taller people, evolutionary, than we were um, 60 years ago. But look at this. Look at look at fashion, and the sizes that were fashionable, and the sizes of the models in the 50s, and the sizes of the models today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, going back to this, and, and as I went to the um, the diet class, the diet the diet club, um, they um, one of the things they talked about is. Most people actually eat okay, mm-hmm. but it's a sedentary life. Mm-hmm. And we have um, the fact that we're all sitting here listening to this radio show and probably not on the treadmill while doing it. Um, That's you, you. I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, I should have. I said Armageddon too many times earlier in the show because it's hailing outside right now. It's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, um, the uh, the it's a sedentary life where we we drive everywhere, even to the corner store. We and I think the sedentary life comes from being too busy. Yeah. And too busy is not generally running to the store and back on on foot. Too busy is I have to take the car four blocks. To the liquor store, um, or um, I don't have I don't have time to go up the stairs. I got to take the elevator, 
or the mm-hmm. escalator, et cetera. So, so that's that too busy. And why are we too busy? Is because we want more and more things, and so we have to work harder to get the more things. And um, a friend of mine, who is who now works for me, she made the choice to work for me, so she could work from home, because when her both her and her husband were laid off at the same time for a year, and and they were growing their own food. They were, um, um, because she got unemployment and he didn't, or vice versa. They were growing their own food, canning, doing all kinds of crazy stuff to 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 be able to live off of one $300 a week unemployment check. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said they lost so much weight. They were so active. They both got a job. They both, within three months, gained all that weight back. Mm. Because they were so busy, they were eating takeout, they were eating prepackaged food with filled with preservatives and and she said after 6 months of doing this and then struggling and then she was I got to lose this weight again so she was trying to get active and do all these things she was like I couldn't do it I, and her, and her husband couldn't do it so they made the decision that um when she was laid off from from she's a temp person when she was laid off again they're like we're not going back we're going to live this life we're going to live the homesteader's life Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know you can work forty hours a week and not sixty, and we can and you know so what a, what a wake up call yeah what what an experiment social experiment right there um, it, re- it 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 really is um, and I think that you know one of the things that I think that she's doing is that she's actually putting the consciousness in regards to what it is that she's doing and I don't think that a lot of people do put in the consciousness. Um, in regards to uh, to to what it is that they're doing, uh, mm-hmm. that they think, of course, most people now do have sedentary types of life. So, in order to have a healthy body, you're going to have to make up for that somewhere. Right. Yeah, because you have to. Um, you can't work at full tilt like you have been. I can't. Okay, I'll just speak for myself. I can't work at full tilt like I have been. And then, um, and then expect to be healthy or balanced in any way. And that was my Rosh Hashanah. That was my. Um, um, and I, I, I thank you so much for reminding me to do these different things, and I very much appreciate it because I was, um, I got to write that script. And as I wrote that script, and I wrote that script right after I did the the Tisha B'ah, um, and the script was about being happy. It wasn't yeah. about money. It wasn't about a size. It wasn't about. It was about being happy and having a life of of well being. Yes. And that comes from, that comes from the heart. And it's um and that is my Armageddon. Yeah, we're going to talk more um, about the Armageddon on on the other side of the break. But I think that you're. Exactly right. And for people that think, Jackie and I did our Tishuva scripts together. So we actually do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's, what, here's what I'm so excited about is that I'm watching different folks in the Wheel of the Year, the pagan folks, start to bring some of that into their Wheel of the Year too. And I want to um, um, – it, it, everything, everything matches. Everything marries. Everything's connected. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect time to to say, oh, here's here's what I'm grateful for, and here's what I want. I mean, because you're, you're we're at our harvest time. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time to to look at 
this is the culmination of everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. And that's teshuva. Yeah. And and so instead of just looking at it in, in crops, let's look at it in spirit. Yeah, I... Because I, 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 um, I don't garden, there's bugs out there. <laughs> we have to take a break. <laughs> Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com and visit our sponsor. Jackie and I will be back on the other side. This is Adele. I let it fall.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. It is currently 5 p.m. here on the East Coast, which means that it is 2 p.m. in the afternoon on the West Coast, and every single hour in between. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I am here, of course, with Jackie Smith, and we are talking about fitness. We're going to be talking about movement this half hour. Um, So... I'd be afraid. <laughs> cruise on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, cruise on over to our sponsor at coventrycreations.com, where we have a lot of wonderful products to help you change and transform your life. Um, Jackie, one of the a lot of people um, ask constantly that they have a problem getting onto any form of exercise schedule. And if, <laughs> can I raise my hand on that one? <laughs> I, well my problem with you is I just have to restrain you from the cookies. Um <laughs> here is the thing. A lot of people will begin by attempting and this is just my experience of um working in this industry for twenty something years. Um a lot of people will begin by attempting to do too much too soon. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is that if we go back to the principle of the converting light, okay, if you start to convert too much light too quickly, basically what happens is that the light does not go through its natural process. And it goes straight from Bina, which is um, one of the upper sephirot, mm-hmm. to Malkuch, and it skips like six sephirots, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can't transmute it properly. So what happens is that you tend to break your exercise cycles or your ligaments get going crazy and, you know, you break your ankle or you fall on your head and, you oh, know, yeah. the satan tricks you. I have literally done all those things. I have gotten into an exercise routine and literally um, tore my ACL. The, I, I have I have booked and paid for a trainer to come into the factory to work with everybody, and I have sprained my ankle the night before. Oh, yeah, done it all. Yeah, that's called the satan, by the yeah. way, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is the opponent inside of us that's working, and his name is not Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my recommendation is that people start slowly. I would suggest that somebody is living a completely sedentary life that they start out with 15 minutes a day, of movement. Yep. Um, I would then say to do that for a couple of weeks and then increase it to 20. Do it for a couple of weeks, increase it to 25. Do it a couple of weeks and increase it to 30. Then I would sit at that particular 30 minutes for a while. I would then, at that particular point, Jackie, the particular movements that they're doing once they're at that 30, I would then um, uh, encourage people to increase the intensity of the movement or the resistance of the movement, Um, you know, which would be like, if you're starting like with a walking program, um, just walk for 15 minutes, do whatever. Um, Once you get to like 30 minutes, you know, begin to do like leg lifts or knee lifts or um, use your arms in some form of way for X amount of period of time just to increase the blood flow that's going through the body. Once that becomes too easy for you, move to 45 minutes, okay? Now, here is the thing. I don't think anybody should do more than 45 minutes of movement in a day, ever. Focus directed in one one, one sitting? 
and all the, unless you're doing something like playing a football game or you're go you know you're doing something that is a fun enjoyable particular activity because i think that it then moves you very very close to to tipping that balance too far to the other side and then you just become obsessed with exercising and then your whole life um is involved with you know making sure that you get your 4 hours of exercise in a day i have uh, i know somebody that exercises for 3 hours every single day and she looks horrifying the reason being is that the consciousness, I think at that particular point, Jackie, isn't in, you know, I, I need a healthy body and I don't, I, you know, I'm doing this to prevent disease and I'm doing it for these particular reasons. And then I think that when it just becomes about the exercise and the movement and having to do it, it starts to lead towards somebody to some scary stuff like anorexia. Potentially. Uh, although when you have anorexia, you really can't do a lot of movement because you don't have the energy for it. Um, and it's the thing that I think that people also have to realize is that being emaciated is as unhealthy as obesity. I did I did end up um, um, changing trainers um, because I realized that how unhealthy her lifestyle was, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Um, she was she restricted everything. I mean, she was in, she was obsessed about it, like. Um, I, you know, and I, I send her light and I bless her and I ask that, you know, a, a, the, the divine gives her a restorative. Um, but wouldn't eat meat, wouldn't eat um, dairy, no gluten, no, um, I think those are the ma- main things. I mean, what else are you going to eat at this point? No corn. Cardboard. Um, so when I was at her house and I was, um, we moved the training to her house. And um, she goes, yeah, I was just having my dinner. I said, oh, what are you having for dinner? I'm curious because you don't eat all this other stuff. She had a can of fried beans, refried beans, Okay. a vegetarian refried beans. She didn't have a can of it. She had a quarter of the can and um, a piece of um, of the the, uh, sprouted bread. Yeah. And this is it. And I'm like, oh, well, well, what was your lunch? She goes, oh, this is pretty much what I'm having today. And then I started really looking at her and really looking. She has had a nervous condition where she would pick at her, um, the finger, the skin on her fingers and stuff. Yeah. And so I went, you are really unhealthy. You should have taken her out for a cheeseburger. I tried to. You know, girl, you just need a cheeseburger. So what, what, unfortunately, what happened for myself, and that really wasn't the reason why I let her go. What happened is I care about her, so I started working with her and talking to her, and then I, then I was, every time, I had a training session with her. It was about therapy for her. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, she's a lovely, lovely person, and I, and I do miss her in many ways because we laughed our butts off on, on some things. But I, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go there. I just felt that I was feeling that things were unbalanced, and then I started to see why. So I've seen so many trainers um, do this. I've seen, I've also seen other trainers. There's this one trainer who has Rock City Pies, and um, he makes pies. That's his other job. Mm-hmm. And he eats them too, and he's a trainer, and he enjoys the whole the fullness of life. Um, that's why he started doing training, is because he wants to bring people into enjoying being active. Like, mm-hmm. like um, there's nothing. He, one of the things that he was talking about is like, there's nothing like going on a, um, a rafting trip. It's so exciting. It's I mean that's what his mm-hmm. thing is. But so many people um, could never do that because they're not they're not active in their regular life. That's like heart attack building. That kind of yeah. Thing. So 
Um, one of the that would be like me going bungee jumping, you know, <laughs> or me skydiving, you know. <laughs> so, so it's it's that balance. And one of the things you and I talked about is you pulled out, reminded me of the seven steps to creating personal wellness from mm-hmm. the um, pick a candle guide that, that I made through Coventry. And as as we're going through this, I'm like, oh my god, this is like some of the steps, a condensed version of the Tisha B'Av. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to go through those those seven steps to creating personal wellness. Are we ready to do that? Yeah, yeah. Like a segue. Um, and, and when you're getting into a new routine, and this is what I'm doing with myself, and, and I printed this out for myself, and I'm making my own, um, I'm journaling these seven steps um, and starting my whole process, is the first one is getting into the here and now. Well, let me back up for a second. I've done these seven steps in in different orders and in different things. This is how I address things in my life. It's naturally how I do things. And I'm purposefully doing this to support the work that I did in the Teshuvah. Mm -hmm. Um, What my recommendation is, is if you're going for some life changing, if you're going for some some personal wellness and well-being, by whatever means, um, you can lose weight like I have. I've I've like I said I've I've lost probably my entire body weight at some point of my life. If you add all it up, add all of it up. Add all of it up if I can speak. But I've also put it back on. And I it, it's it's the yo-yo. So it's if you have to change what's going on inside of you. And that's where I'm at right now. So number 1 is getting into the here and now. And I use the stability self-esteem candle and these are all blessed herbals that I use. So the reason why is I have to own who I am. I have mm-hmm. to own that I'm 260 pounds. I have to own that um, that my driver's license picture this time, my head is much bigger than last time. I have to own it. I look like a fly in mine. You know, her head is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So um, I have to I have to own that, and I have to own. Um, I have to own all of the choices that I made. And I also have to own that I'm a miracle by mm-hmm. still surviving. So I have to, have to own the good and the bad. Now, number two is forgiving myself of my past mistakes. So I own it all, and now I have to forgive myself the cookie. <laughs> I have to forgive myself of the decisions that I made to sit on the couch and not get up. Mm-hmm. But forgiving myself of that is—is is I want to talk about how that's clearing the shame. And what do you say about clearing the shame? Well, basically, the, the clearing the shame has to do with how much that you uh, limited the particular experiences in your life. In other words, you settled for so much less than you could have. I've been thinking a lot about that, and I've been thinking about how that concept really is about self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So that I use the heart candle for because you have to open your heart to this. You have to really um, relax your judgment on yourself on this because mistakes are are little reminders that we always have more to learn. Mm -hmm. So if you embrace your past mistakes, if you let go of the shame on them, then you can see them as the catalyst for the inspiration, you know, for, for getting to the next step. Yeah. Okay, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that on my own. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to forgive myself for trying to do this on my own and go for help. Yeah. 
Number three is clearing negative patterns. And the spiritual cleansing candle is is brilliant with that, or the needed change candle is, is brilliant with that. But I would prefer the spiritual cleansing candle on this one. They say that the de- definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So we need to clear that negative pattern of of this is what I'm going to do and this is going to work this time, but also clearing the negative pattern of of um, um, I find in this place the negative pattern is okay light if you really loved me okay divine okay god if you really loved me i could do whatever i wanted and still have the result that i desire mm-hmm. that's mostly what the negative pattern is on that one that's called the desire to receive for the self alone <laughs> <laughs> also it's um the, those negative patterns when you forgive your past mistakes you can start to see your negative patterns and when you find them, go ahead and clear them. When you find the one that says, I'm terrified, I don't know what to eat. It's when you say, okay, I need help with this. And the way you clear the negative pattern is by letting the fear come up, letting it leave you while you go and get help or or change change mm-hmm. the path. Um, number four is imagining your ideal health. And you can um, you can use a vision quest candle, an inspiration candle, both on this one, and um, there's a time in the past or in the future where you have had an optimal health that, that you're looking for. And this can be used, I just want to make this point, Jackie, this can be used for mental health as well as physical, so go ahead, Jackie. Okay. So you tap into that time, whether it's in the future or in the past, and invoke that vibration into your current body and help you facilitate that change. Now, I'm going to say it's probably in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you were probably hanging on to an issue or a stress, or you're on the precipice of having your own breakdown. Um, so I'm going to say that it's in the future. And so go ahead and go imagine that ideal health and pull it from the future into into now. The next one is once you start imagining that ideal health and you've cleared some negative patterns, what you're going to find is you're going to find the blocks that you had created. So if you clear that negative pattern in your spirit, that you've created an external block that um, that your own satan had made, made sure that you're going to run up against. And that's where the needed changes comes in. Because those external blocks are, are tricky little suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, just remember when you start getting those blocks and and the negative patterns are internal, the blocks are external, so the negative pattern might be I'm just going to sit here on the couch or or I'm going to uh, I'm going to let myself do some circular thinking and rev myself up. That's a negative pattern. A block is something that says, "Oh, I twisted my ankle last night while I was shopping. <laughs> I can't work out this morning." That's the block. That's a, that's external thing. That's mm-hmm. the that's the oh, the class is canceled today. I'm just not going to do anything. So that's a flag that tells you that there's another piece of your spirit that needs to be healed. You found another fear. You found another issue. And so go ahead and say, why? Why did I find this block? Why did I choose this thing? Because that's a block that I created for myself. And the Needed Changes candle helps you do that. And it holds that space for you while you do that. It holds that space for you so you can clear that and move on. So the sixth step is opening your heart to wellness. And I have my choice for those are female energies and and the inner balance candle. 
And so what this does, these two candles together, that opens the door in your heart where you've hidden away your disappointment and your fear around your health. It's different than forgiving your past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because forgiving your past mistakes are the ones that you found right away. They're easy to find. So then when you open your heart to wellness, this reminded me of the um, confession yeah. and connecting and asking for, for mercy and fixing the distortion, those those steps, Yeah. Um, as well as the um, chasing opportunities for actions of truth and sharing, because that um, that's going to help you limit, um, clear the limiting energies, clear the limiting beliefs. So when you open your heart to wellness, Things like, I'm having a really bad day on this today. I'm having the phone calls that, that Storm and I make to each other, or me being able to turn to my sister Patty and saying, all I want to do is go get a Dove bar, or I better yet, a bag of dumb chocolates and stick my face in it. Um, and being able to say, and this is not how I want to be. I want to be different than this. Help me find what's wrong. So the, those those are the things that are going to creep up as you're going through your process. I'm very, very familiar with them. They're very good at creeping up on me and smacking me in the back of the head. And the last thing, this, the seventh step, is healing, gratitude, and teaching others. <laughs> How about that? I love that. So um, I the healing candle is wonderful for this. So the seventh step is, is actualizing this whole process of personal wellness. It's, it's acting in your life as personal wellness. So each little improvement or thought or attitude or change of attitude that deserves a celebration of gratitude and thanking yourself and honoring yourself for making this difficult choice. So the other thing is gratitude creates an opportunity for more light to come in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Gratitude is is um, such a key to magic. <laughs> People don't realize how much gratitude is a key to magic. If you can flip the script and get into a place of gratitude for working this, being grateful to yourself for being willing to go through this process, and then sharing that gratitude with others and teaching them, and it might, you know, you can still have a long way to go in your well-being. But teaching others doesn't mean sitting down and giving them homework. Teaching others means that you are acting in a certain way and showing them a positive result for it. That's what teaching is. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the seven things. Now, Jackie, when because this is you know, you know if somebody was to do the seven steps to personal wellness, um, and they they get the candles, which let me state them again so that people can write them down. Um, it is stability and self-esteem, heart, spiritual cleansing, vision quest, inspiration, needed changes, female energies, inner balance, healing heart, and inspiration. So there's two heart candles, actually, um, in this. Now, Jackie, now they've got their box of candles. Mm-hmm. How do you recommend that they do this? Because this could be, like, overwhelming. Absolutely. And and it, the first thing you have to figure out is where you're, where you're starting. We don't always start at step one, do we? Sometimes we've done some of it already, but we float between them. Just like in the Teshuvah, we float between these steps. Sometimes we've got to run back to step number one um, while we're on step number four. Yeah. You imagine your ideal health, and in your vision of your ideal health, you can have a cheeseburger. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're eating cheeseburgers. 
you got to run back to step number one and get back into the here and That's now. That's called denial, and it's not a river in Egypt. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so you have to run back to, to step number one. So what I would say is, is take a look at these steps and then decide, okay, I'm at step number one. So today I'm going to light the self-esteem uh, candle, and I'm going to spend some time with this. This is about spending some time with these different things every day. So when it's time to forgive your past mistakes, then you wouldn't want to pull out the heart candle and and forgive your past mistakes. Write them down. Um, Think about um, what you've done, um, uh, that whole process, and use the heart candle during that. So as you need to, to, as you're going through this process, and, you know, it took you a long time to get where, it took me 44 years to get to this place. It might take me, a year to get to a different place, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so these candles, I might be using them for the next six months, mm-hmm. you know, um, one meditation at a time. We're, okay, I'm going to put the spiritual cleansing candle on because I have found a negative pattern. I have found some stinking thinking that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some help clearing. And then you do that for a couple of days, and then... Um, after you clear that negative pattern, you got to create a new one. So put the vision quest and the inspiration candles out. So you're creating a new uh, pattern, a positive pattern. So you're going to go back and forth a little bit every day. Don't try and do it. This is not an all-in-once. And this is not seven days uh-huh. or even seven. Well, it might be seven weeks. That's a couple of months. But um, this is a this is a back and forth. I think another way that this could be done, Jackie, also is um, to almost use this like a seven-week program um, and work on week one, the first issue is, getting into the here and now and working with the stability and self-esteem candle and journaling and you know writing and... Uh, uh, you know, getting in touch with that energy for that particular week and then moving on to step two the next week and then step three the week after that, but continuing to to journal and get to the roots of this in in, in a very, very therapeutic, um, alchemical sort of way. I think one would naturally end up there, but sometimes just like um, working out, mm-hmm. maybe you can only deal with it a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, I think one step leads to the next um, naturally. So I, so if you can give yourself a whole week to contemplate step one or step four, you know, imagining your ideal health, you may in that fourth week decide you want to process this, but you're going to find yourself coming up with new negative patterns. You're going to find yourself saying, oh, i got to open my heart to this. You're going to find yourself jumping back and forth even within that week. So honor that process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's kind of like you're going it, to, it's uh, in the, oh, I, I want to ex- explain this, but this is almost like a higher level explanation. In the Kabbalah, in the tree of life, in each sphere is each sphere. Mm-hmm. So as you, so you're dealing with, um, so you're going to deal with on these seven steps, when you're dealing with step one, you're going to deal with all the other steps, how they relate to step one. When you move to step two, you're going to deal with all the other steps as they relate to step two. So you're going to get deeper and deeper and deeper as you get to step seven. So, yes, 
decide, you know, if you're going to dedicate yourself to one step for the week, remember you're going to process the other six at the same time too as they relate to that first step. Yeah. Almost That's done. a really great idea. Um, we're almost done. Wow, that took a long time to explain, but we we covered a lot of territory today. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> um, these shows are getting really good when we allow ourselves to just go with our teachings, you know, and not and 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 really cover them and go deep. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, let me do a little bit of more house cleaning uh, before we go. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. Jackie does do readings, and Jackie does do um, seven-step consultations. So if you would like her to help you design a seven-step, uh, you know, to work with your issues, get a reading, get some seven-step stuff going on, make sure to contact Jackie um, off of the air at CoventryCreations.com. To reach me off the air, of course, go to StormSestavani.com. Um, and you can schedule a consultation with me um, uh, uh, to have either a reading or your astrological chart done, whatever it is that you would like. Um, also, check out our website at keepitmagic.com and follow us on Twitter at keepitmagic and friend us up on Facebook at Keeping It Magic. Um, next week, oh, I'm so excited about, about next week. Jackie is going to be Rachel Ray. Am I? Okay. Jackie is going to be cooking. (laughs) (laughs) She is going to teach us how to use the food that you eat every day as magical spells. I can't wait. That is going to be really fun. So we're going to, and I'm sure that she will give us also the, the famous Fig Newton spell. Um, as well, once again. So, uh, people, you will want to tune in next week. Jackie is going to tell us how to cook. Um, we're going to have, Jackie and I are going to have, like, imaginary hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, so Jackie is going to be Rachel Ray next week. You do not um, want to miss uh, the next episode of Keep It Magic. And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Everybody speak life. We'll see you next week. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy. Amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life, speak life. Through the dead and darkest night. Speak life, speak life. When the sun won't shine and you don't know why. Look into the eyes of the broken hearted. Watch them come alive as soon as you speak hope. You speak love.
fall like rain When you speak life with the words you say Raise your thoughts a little higher Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.